Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse, a show that is all about business, networking, and ideas that is brought to you by, I feel like it should be brought to you by the letter P. Uh, it's brought to you by Plateau Partners, a BNI chapter that is located in the greater Seattle Puget Sound area. I'm your host, Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects, and this is the Speed Round. I am joined today by, say your name here. Oh, Tani Santabria of Integrated Growth. There you go. I always answer the first two questions for my guests, and I'm like, why do we even have these as questions? But it just makes me feel better. So, um, yes, welcome to Tawny, and um, she is fabulous. I love her, and you'll find out why as you continue to listen to the episode. So, Tawny, tell me about your business. Um Wherever, whatever direction you want to go in, what is it that you do exactly? So I am a counselor and a coach. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified human potential coach. So I integrate those two frameworks, even though there's a lot involved in those frameworks together. And I work with people from a presence-based place, whether they're couples or individuals or families work with them to help them have more joy and ease in their life, experience less anxiety, depression, disconnection, and just increase their overall sense of connection with themselves and others. What's fascinating about what you do is that trying to explain it is super, super complicated. And yet your approach to it is super, super simple. It's just fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, you. you'll learn more about that. Uh, how many years have you been doing this? So I've been a licensed marriage and family therapist over 20 years. I added the coaching component about uh, five years ago. Um, presence-based type stuff, probably the last 10 years or so. Okay. And mm -hmm. I feel like location, location, location is no longer as, as, as important as it used to be, especially with this kind of work. Yeah, no, I see all of my clients either over the phone or over the virtual world. Um, so I can meet with people wherever they are. And what is your Great. why? Oh, my why. Yeah, I love people. And I have seen a lot of struggle and it doesn't have to be that complicated. And I like to see people less stressed. And I like to uh, connect with folks sort of on a deep, present level. So it's good stuff. Uh, did we, is there anything that we missed that you want to add in your, your quickie about? No, I think, I think we got my quickie about. I like that. It's a quickie about. Um, mm -hmm. Now, how long have you been in BNI? So, oh, BNI. I love to talk about BNI. I've been in BNI for four years. Wow. Yeah, you know. seem like an old yeah. soul, like an old BNI soul. I mean, you've already you've already been a president. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you're mm -hmm. um, I don't know, you're like you're you're good stuff. Well, I, I also have the privilege of being a support director consultant in BNI, and I help support three other chapters outside of Plateau Partners. So, you know, when you immerse yourself into a particular landscape or structure, you tend to learn a whole lot of stuff about it. Yes, you do. And it mm -hmm. it definitely impacts then your approach to, thing, uh, to things. Yeah. I feel like perspectacles is like the ultimate way to understand and experience something. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is the best part about our chapter, though? Because while you may be a support director for other chapters, you're a member of Plateau Partners. Yes, yes. So our chapter does, you know, sit in a very, very, very special place in my heart. And um, what I really love about our chapter is that we've got some really top-notch folks in our chapter, like people who just really know what they're doing and um, and they're down to earth, um, a lot of humor, and which allows us all to connect and uh, build relationship with each other. So I love that. So many people comment on the, the humor and the camaraderie piece. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, okay, the words yeah. like, know, and trust, they are commonly associated with BNI. What are three words that are commonly associated with you and or your business? Yes. So I picked a few. Um, creative is one that I always sort of am working with in one way or another um, and done that all my life. I wouldn't say that I'm an artist at all, but um, I'm always looking for new and um, creative ways to engage with life. Um, another one is open. I feel like um, my clients tell me that, or even people tell me that, gosh, I've haven't ever told anybody this before, but I feel like I can tell you this. And um, I'm pretty perceptive. I've had clients tell me like, wait a second, are you like spying on us when we're in, (laughs) when you're, we're in our house? Like, how do you know that? (laughs) Right. It's kind of creepy. I know I can. I know it is a little creepy. I don't do that because I don't, you know, want to do that. Um, So I don't, but. Right. Well, you know, you have, um, I always tell my kids don't borrow don't borrow trouble. Don't borrow anybody's stuff. Your own baggage is much lighter than other people's. Like, just don't go there. So anybody mm-hmm. that is perceptive like you are, it's like, no, no, no. I, I may be perceptive, but I'm not going to go where I'm not welcome and I'm not going to stay and, and carry this baggage for you. Nope. Yeah, you're no Sherpa. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, what is something that your clients don't know about you? Yes. This is so funny because what I'm going to tell you, I've not ever told anybody before. And (laughs) yes, several people are going to cringe at this. Like several people are really going to struggle with this. And I hope some other folks are going to be like, yes, she gets me. So um, on your phone where you have all of the red bubbles that pop up on all the apps. Yeah. Um, in my inbox right now, I'll take a look at what that looks like for me. My inbox, I have a whopping 5,481 unread messages. Wow. Like text messages or emails? Emails in my inbox. You know, some people are not going to be able to sleep tonight after they hear that. Um, it drives my husband and my daughter absolutely nuts. Um, okay, wait, how many do you have? Oh, you have more, Stacey? Well, I, I was going to say, I'll see your 5,400 and something, and I'll raise you to 5,912. Nice. I love it. I love it. How about your text messages? What do you have on your text messages? Okay, I only have 16 unread ones, and that's because oh. I've been recording. And here's the thing, as Dan Perdue of Textiso would tell you the open rate of of text messages is like 99%. Mm -hmm. Well, I have 98. 
unread text messages. Wow. Yeah. And it's not because I really haven't read them. I think it's just because I didn't, haven't deleted them. You know how when they pop up, you read them. And, yeah. you know. So anyway, I, I hope I don't cause anyone to lose any sleep tonight. I, I know this is a thing. Um, <laughs> lots, lots of folks can't sleep unless there's no red bubbles on their phone. So um, it's all, we're all going to be okay. But yeah, thought yeah. I doubt myself. I love it. I appreciate that. Uh, what would you say is your top most FAQ? Okay. How long will this take? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And by the way, I think you just got another email. <laughs> I did. Another yeah. email that you're not going to read. <laughs> right. No, no. He'll, he, oh, yeah. So I've got 43 now. Yeah. 843. Yeah. Um, how long is this going to take? That is... That is probably a classic um, question, and I it I'm going to guess that the answer is I guess that depends on you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I don't have to stress myself out about that answer at all. So, but yeah, lots of people like to like to know how long it will take. But well, and I can speak from experience, which again we'll talk about as we go further in. Um, it's going to take as long as it takes for you to complicate it. <laughs> And I don't mean right. you, I mean like me, the person that you're working with is like, wait, so what you're saying is, <laughs> now let me complicate this a little bit more. Yes. And then you take that elaborately um, created house of cards and you just blow it down. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No stress. <laughs> okay. Um, and the most important question I would argue is... Mm. Tony Sanabria, what is your favorite curse word? Yes, my favorite curse word has got to be oh sh. I say that on the golf course frequently. Oh. Um, and it happens to be in my new podcast entitled Breaking Up with Our Bullshit. So I get to say it a lot. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good one. It's a very yeah. versatile one. Yeah. Well done, you. Okay, well, let's take a quick break because we have somebody that's in the studio with us that is chomping at the bit, I'm sure, to chat. And I just want to comment that this is actually a trio of former presidents of BNI chapters. It is. Right? Kind yes. of a big deal. I don't know. You know, no big deal. We could basically be on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Basically, yes. Basically, exactly. In some park somewhere, some park, BNI park somewhere. Exactly. Well, on that very exciting note that people are making a note of and probably working on as we speak, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Tawny Sanabria of Integrated Growth. We'll be right back. Remember when a trip to the bank wasn't a hassle and included a warm greeting from your favorite banker? First Financial Northwest Bank knows banking isn't your top priority, which is why they make it theirs. It's their mission to meet their customers' financial needs by offering good old-fashioned service in new, more innovative, and productive ways. Bank with the people you know and trust who are uniquely committed to you and the community. Go to ffnwb.com to learn more about First Financial Northwest Bank and find a branch near you. 
Member FDIC. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. This is Stacey Heller. I'm joined today by Tawny Santabria of Integrated Growth. I do want to remind people that our ad sponsors for this show are other members of the Plateau Partners chapter. And if you want to learn more about them, then you can text BNIPP info to 55678. But in the meantime, hey, Tawny. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> So we have um, much to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the biggest thing is who finds you. You know, you mentioned that you're a family and um, and couples counselor, and mm-hmm. you know, and so that's obvious. But then I'm fascinated by the certified human potential, like coach. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like that's that's a whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. So. Tell me, tell me about that. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing about the first, the licensed marriage and family therapist. It, it, it feels and seems like, okay, you only do a certain kind of work with folks, but really all that means is that when we look at an individual or we're speaking about with an individual, we're not looking at the problem residing in the individual. So meaning lots of stuff that happened for us is, is really about context and who we are in relationships. So that being a foundational component of how I work with folks, I've been doing that for a really long time. And um, when we you know, jump into um, human potential coaching, we're really looking at ourselves in, in context. And, and when we're present, that's a context, as opposed to living in the past or worrying about the future. When we're present, we get more out of ourselves. We get more out of relationships. We just have a greater access to our full self. Um, and, and then we get to connect from there. So it's so like there's, we can't emotionally multitask. Like in terms of like, it's not like the multiverse. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to introduce JD, who is here. Um, JD is a guest today because like me, um, he is... I can out you, can I? Of course. He's a client. Um, you know, it's like <laughs> he just did. <laughs> Whoa! Just said my name. She was going to do it no matter what. Jamie. I know, whatever. <laughs> well, I I could out you like as you know as anything. He is a glasses wearer, folks. Um, like me, see, I I could have recovered quickly. Anyway, um, JD is a friend. He's a client, and he's also your co-host for the aforementioned podcast that you do, breaking up with our BS. And so it just made sense. Um, especially with the kind of work that the folks in our um, the power team that is our coaches and our guides and our doctors and our counselors, it just makes sense to have people that can explain a little bit further. So um, anyway, so back to the point that I'm making, when you talk about being in the now and we get so tripped up by the past and the future, it's this whole like multiverse thing that people are doing with like the Marvel universe and all of these different things where you know, it can trip you up. <laughs> and it seems Absolutely. like that's what you're what you're talking about is that you can't emotionally multitask if you're have one foot in the past and you're worrying about the future and, you know, you're trying to get stuff done now. 
And we can't be fully engaged in life in ways that actually matter if we're in the past or worrying about the future, because we're, we're really technically sort of somewhere else. So when we've got uh, something going on in our life or we've, we, we want to have uh, some preferred experiences, right? We've got to be able to get centered and grounded and present right here, right now, so that we can engage more fully. Yeah, it's, it takes a unique person who is willing to do that work. Like you've got to be, you've got to be willing to, to go deep. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I think you must have to be, um, you must have to be brave. It has to emerge at some point. I think every, I think anybody can do this if they arrive at that point where they are, they are willing. I mean, I think that uh, <clears throat> we just all get to that point. I think at different times, and there are some people who sadly probably won't get there. But yeah, yeah, I think I think all of us can do it. Uh, this type of work. But what's challenging about it is that it is, like you said it really perfectly, Stacy, at the top of the show. It's difficult to explain, really simple in in action when when you're doing it. It's and then it's really hard to explain why. <laughs> right. But you know, the questions in working with you, Tani, the questions that you ask, you know, it's so annoying <laughs> and yet <laughs> like life-changing working with you because it's like, you know, JD and I chuckle about this all the time. You know, I'm like, well, you know, and I've created this, like, it takes me like 25 minutes to unpack the narrative that I have. And you're like, well, do you need to feel that way? Does that need to be a problem? Right. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, like. Blew me out of the water the first time I. (laughs) I laid I laid out a whole story. I have this I have this ongoing. Tony knows this joke that I make. However many minutes it takes me to unload some narrative, some series of stories around my emotions, um, that's the corresponding number of seconds it takes for her to just blow that up. So if it takes me twenty minutes to s- explain it, in twenty seconds she'll ask some question or a couple of questions that will just have me not going down that path any further. I mean it's. It's pretty incredible. You, you've, you said it's annoying. I didn't find it annoying at all. Well, I, found I mean, it, I found I'm going to add that to my word list. <laughs> annoying. What are the words to use to describe working with annoying is one well, of them. Annoying because she's right. It, yes, it's annoying because she's right. And because like, you know, I am 51 years of age and I have worked on these narratives. I have worked on this baggage. <laughs> I have like changed it in from my Jansport backpack to like a nicer little bit of luggage like i'm now carrying around full-on trunks of like louis vuitton luggage (laughs) and you're like oh girl you need to get rid of that (laughs) all you need is a jansport backpack (laughs) right it turns out all i need is a jansport backpack and by the way that's for whatever it is that i need in my current situation yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yes that's the part like we've built up or we've relied on or over attached to these stories about who we are who other people are who our larger community is and that expends a lot of energy um we're we're you know rehashing and rethinking and ruminating and trying to change it or trying to solve it and all of that does not allow us to be present with what is right now So we're really weighing ourselves down in ways that we don't even really understand. And when we go through some of the practices in in sessions, that's when the knowing 
not from a headspace, but a knowing from a body space that sort of release and lightness and sort of like then the, the, the packed or stuck emotional states and stories that have been lodged into like the hip crease and the shoulder joint start to dissolve or expand or shift in the body. And we start to feel lighter. We don't, we, we don't, we don't need to overcomplicate all of that stuff. Oh, it's, it's huge. And for people that are listening, like, let me give some examples of the types of things that might be in this baggage that you've been carrying around. Maybe you deal with second guessing yourself. Maybe you feel like you haven't reached your dreams and your goals. Maybe you can't find joy or satisfaction in your life. Perhaps you feel disconnected from yourself, your family of origin, the family that you've created, your significant other. Maybe you feel like you can't sleep. Maybe you're an emotional eater. Maybe you're an emotional drinker. Maybe you've got these difficulties in relationships where you just don't know how to communicate. Maybe you can't stand up for yourself. Perhaps you are a people pleaser. These are all the kinds of baggage that, you know, and, and by the way, the, la- the list could go on. Like mm-hmm. ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. What is that word? What's that expression? Ad infinitum. Yeah, that one. Yep. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> he said it right. See, now, now I have a narrative that I'm not smart enough. <laughs> right. But, you know, let me just relax and be in the moment and realize that I'm with someone that knows better and, and of that particular thing and that I can call in support and get help with that. And that doesn't mean that I know things like outside of that because <laughs> it doesn't so yeah so um you know this whole conversation is already completely derailed no it's all right I, the, the way the way i i understood it or the way i've experienced it is is the stories i was telling about whatever emotional state i was having in the moment if i was feeling disappointed uh, making up a story about that disappointment so that means because i'm disappointed it means I'm going to continue to be disappointed or the person who disappointed me is a not doesn't care about me or B uh, is a jerk or whatever. It's spinning out from that. And to me, what I noticed is when, when Tawny would help short circuit that, that storytelling, I actually had to confront and sit with those emotions because the stories either do one of two things. They prevent us from engaging or feeling those emotions or they just inflame them. The way I compared it was, it's like it doing making up stories about the emotional state we're in and what it all means. is like throwing gasoline on a burning fire of those emotions, thinking it's water. But it's not. It just blows up even more so. And to me, it helped me start to learn what it, not just what it meant in my head, but what it, what it felt like to be contained right. and calm. And well, in the moment. And you and I are two sides of a coin in that mm-hmm. the work that I did with you, Tani, um, mm-hmm. what I found is that my goal for this year of my life was to to feel like hard stop, just to feel. And that right. I found that I am not great at identifying emotion. I can intellectualize what mm-hmm. I think I should be feeling. So the I think comes in a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really felt disconnected from feeling. And so for me, you know, you talk about the idea of, you know, you're throwing gas on it. 
And I'm the one that in doing the work that we did, you know, you had me go back to this place. And what I found is that the feelings that I felt as a young kid were very often that of fear or anxiety or insecurities or being unseen or, you know, all these different things that you feel. Mm -hmm. And that therefore I associated feeling with bad things. And so that limited my ability to then experience and express good things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's such a great example, both of, it, of explaining sort of, we have our own coping mechanisms for our emotional states. And we learned those coping mechanisms a long time ago into childhood, depending on what was okay in the family or what wasn't okay or what wasn't taken already or what, what we, not that we did it on a, on a conscious cognitive love, cognitively in, in, um, um, intentional way, right? Because we're kids. So we, we just learn what's acceptable in the family to some degree, but we have emotions because we're human beings, right? So we might learn that those emotions are certain ones are wrong. Certain ones need to be fixed. Um, better not, better not have them close myself off for that from them because there's nobody to share them with. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a whole host of different things that we learn in order to manage our emotion, emotional states, but we all have them. And when we become adults, if we're managing them in the same way we did as kids, we will not be able to connect in healthy ways to all the people around us and ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we keep doing the same thing, wondering what in the heck is wrong with everybody else for a little while or (laughs) wrong with me for a little while, or until we get to a place in our life. You said it earlier, JD, Stacey, you did too. Like when we have courage, we've got some courage to start to look within ourselves because it is not easy. We simplify it a whole lot. We can get in there, but the way we the way we have learned about emotions being in our head and thinking about them and telling ourselves stories or, you know, like um, disassociated from them or disconnecting from them, the way we've learned how to do that doesn't work. Yeah. So we do the opposite where we, with myself and my client, we make all emotions. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're part of the human experience. Oh, you did that. I mean, I, I fully, just so we're clear, by the way, um, before Tawny even came onto the show, I gave her full permission. I was like, listen, I know that there's a, you know, a client like confidentiality piece. And I was like, I'm outing myself and I am fully giving you permission to comment on this, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so too. I'm fine with this. So just so you know, um, yeah. you know, this is something that I gave Tawny permission to talk about. Um, so I just want to make sure that everybody knows that she doesn't go around talking right. on the radio about your stuff, um, you know, but I'm like, eh, whatever, I'm willing to put it out there. Um, one of the first sessions, actually the first session that you and I had, you you did this thing where you're like, you know, okay, so what do you want to work on? And I told you, and I was like very stoic. And then you said, okay, you know, you're going to close your eyes and you're going to, you know, relax and take some deep breaths and, and soften. then soften on the inside, and I want you to smile on the inside. And I proceeded to like now ugly cry for the next 35 minutes. Like I had to, I think at one point I had to go get a paper towel to mop my face, and I didn't even know what I was crying about. 
Mm-hmm. However, it was such a powerful concept, like smiling on the inside. And you mm-hmm. led me into these, what I thought were such dark corners into my insides and my feelings. And it was like, okay, well, what if that is sad? So yeah. then... <laughs> Does it have to be a problem that you're sad? <laughs> right. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like I had created this monumental right. thing there right. and was like... I don't dare go there. And meanwhile, I was like, oh, it's like some cobwebs. Like there's Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. there anymore. Well, and you, that's, that's the other part about timing, right? So you see, like you were ready to just kind of trust the process. You were just, you knew that you needed some flow going. You knew that you were sort of constricted. There was a lot of tension. You you had some sense about, okay, feeling is probably important. Um, and you hadn't let yourself do that for a really long time. Um, and, and, and the other thing, Cece, you take care of a lot of people, Right. And sometimes when we take care of a lot of people, really good at honing in on what other people need, we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. Right. So so the back burner was where you spent some time and and you 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 was read. It was ready like you were already overfilled. So all it took was was just getting into your body, having some trust, creating some safety by following my words and um, creating some softness and that that smile on the inside just was what was needed, the cherry on top of the Sunday to allow for that energy to start to move. Well, and for me, I have had I've experienced multiple time, multiple types of modalities of therapies and counseling and that kind of thing. And some have been great. I've worked with some of the people in our own group and and, you know, different people for different times or needs or ages or stages of my life. This was this was a different experience for me because it's the first time that I wasn't leading with I think mm-hmm. you know therefore I am this was I feel mm-hmm. and you know and then like and that was it. So mm-hmm. bringing in the body component was really new for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same for yeah. me. The the body the idea that the that my body was something other than just the vessel that held my brain and that I needed to feed to stay alive, the idea that it was actually a central part of how I could take care of myself and that it was wired and equipped to do that, it's that science piece. Tawny knows I love to talk about that all the time, that this is mm-hmm. it's based in how our nervous system works and the elasticity of our brain, what the types of things we're learning. That was something that was brand new for me. I love how you said that. You said, Stacy, uh, I think, therefore I am. I could relate to that. For me now, it's more of I am, therefore I am. That's what's interesting uh, for me that, that's new. So that, that part was empowering because mm-hmm. it was unlike anything I had done. I'm the same as you. I've tried lots of different modalities, and they've all had great benefits. I don't regret any of them. This, no. this was entirely something new that integrated all of it together, which is why the name of the, her business, your business, Tawny, is perfect because mm-hmm. it yeah. is integrating all that. Well, and, you know, and I, I, I'll ask more, I'll ask you more questions about what you do instead of just focusing on us. However, sometimes the Sorry. best way to explain is to, yeah. is to share and illustrate. Um, mm-hmm. Another great example. Um, so you and I, we had a couple of sessions and then I scheduled to have a third session and we had this session. And I, it's funny, I went to this like mode of like, you know, so let me tell you what, you know, 
is up this week because you're used to sometimes when you go to a counselor or a therapist, you're like, so let me tell you that like what is peak top of mind driving me crazy this week. And you're mm-hmm. kind of giving like a weekly update. And that's fine for a lot of people. Um, however, I, I didn't need to to really do that. And however, the thing that that week I was complaining about was the lack of adoration that my children were showing me. And the fact that, you know, why aren't you listening to my radio show and my podcast? Why aren't you telling me that I'm awesome? I need words of affirmation. That is my love language. You know, why aren't you doing these things? And, you know, Tawny knows about, you know, my kids. And she's like, so like, let me get this straight. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing here. However, it was like, so you're saying that you've got four kids and you know that they like you and they spend time with you. In fact, they seek you out and your guidance. They enjoy being around you. They bring their friends around you. They do this, they do that, like da 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 And you're mad because they're not like doing this one thing. And there are people out there that like, I don't know, they would love to have kids that, you know, and I was like, too much? Am I asking too much? <laughs> and, you know, and basically what you showed me is like, yes, you know, kind of like don't look a gift horse in the mouth and you're creating a narrative where there doesn't need to be one. Why don't you just look at the story that's in front of you, which is that your kids do love you. They do support you. They do think you're awesome. They're just showing you in the way that's natural for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's not a story. Right. Right. So that's not a story. The one you were making up was the story, the truth. And the reality was, based on all yeah. the evidence you have, including your kids and your husband telling you that, that's the fact. Right. That's the big mm-hmm. difference is helping is learning how to discern between those and experience them differently. Right. And 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 the feeling piece. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The feeling piece. Right. And so when, you know, it's because we do use words in sessions, right? We do have some, some dialogue, right? But then we get right back into the body. Like, what does that feel like to know, know all of those real things about your relationship with your kids? And it was a huge exhale. It's like I had been holding my breath. And that's wild, right? Wow. It was fascinating. I mean, I had been sort of like holding my breath in this like, you know, that like thing that you get when you're a little kid and you're like, <gasps> and, you know, and, 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 and then when you said that, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your body knew it. Right. And that's the other part, that softening part, you know, that if we, if we tap into the body, it's got a ton of information for us in our belly and in our hearts. And when we stay there more often, we can soften right into the reality of that, whatever it is, because we're human beings and we're going to have all the things. It's when we go up into our head to tell ourselves a story about what's wrong. Like, okay, it's wrong that they don't appreciate my podcast. I, I am, I'm gaining skills here. People listen, right? That that's a problem, right? And then you, but you had all this other stuff that your body was just like, ah. you knew your body knew it to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, and then and then at the end of this conversation, I was like, okay, like, are we supposed to schedule another appointment? And you were like, I mean, if you want to pay me just to chat, well, you can. But like, you know, you have the information. I don't know. Like, at, at a certain point, you need to like, just go forth and do it. 
And I will tell you that every member of my family, when I would get out of a session with you and I would, you know, like, hey, this is what I learned today. They were like, oh, thank God. Someone needs to, like, <laughs> canonize her a saint. <laughs> because it not only does it relieve the built up stress and pressure in yourself, but mm-hmm. there's a domino effect with the people in your life that you love and care yeah. about and want to be in relationship with. Mm-hmm. It takes yes. then the pressure off of them and they're not trying to run like for the hills. They're like, oh, you're a joy to be with. <laughs> it is a big difference. Plus, I want to point out you got your answer to her most often asked question. How long is this going to this going to take? You, yours was three sessions. Right. And I'm going to try not to make up a story that I'm now going on 18 months of every week <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking to her. Well, there's a reason why there, it's there called is. a JDK overproduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but you know, in all seriousness, what you what your family's experienced, I can I can echo. And I think it's important that every important relationship in my life has improved in the last 18 months. And people to the point that people have commented on it. What's happening? How did you know you used to be so much more worried all the time or combative all the time or wanting to debate or second guessing or you know just jammed up on your own stuff in your head all the time. And uh it really has been that big of a, a factor to the point that other people notice it and appreciate it deeply. Well, and it and I will say that it la- it's it's so simple that, you know, on the one hand, it's like, well, don't you need to like have, you know, repeat sessions and do all this stuff? It's so simple that quite literally even today, I asked Grace, hey, can you fold the laundry? And she said, what if I don't fold it right? Because, you know, I worked at The Gap in the heyday of The Gap. And, yes. you know, I can fold like shirts like nobody's business. And I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> Like, what if you don't? And she's like, well, you know, I know. And I was like, I, oh, she I'll just. Get, she's used to you. She's used really to me it. wanting to be the one that folds the laundry because I have a certain way of doing yes. it. And I said, well, what if I'm just really appreciative of you folding the laundry? And she was just like, boof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, what? hey, right? I was like, hey, can you clean up the mess that is your brain that just exploded and then fold the laundry? <laughs> she just kept blinking at you, didn't she? Just blinking. Right. And, you know, and so not only then learning it, but modeling it. And now I'll actually ask you finally a question. Do you find Mm -hmm. that most of the people that you're working with are people that have reached a point where they're like, okay, I'm ready. My my cup overfloweth. Are there are there people that are emotionally intelligent enough to head this off at the pass and they're they're seeking this out as part of their, let's say, self-care journey? Or is it people that are sort of, I'm using air quotes here, kind of sick and have reached a point where they really have to do this? Um, I think I think it's a little bit of both. You know, word of mouth, I get a lot of word of mouth referrals. So sometimes people who've worked with me, you know, their friend or a family member or something, um, they've seen some changes and they'd like 
to be able to access more presence and, and just have less stress, right? So there's not anything necessarily clinical that they're struggling with. And then there's certainly other folks who maybe they've gone through a breakup um, or they tend to put a ton of pressure on themselves to where they've really created a quite a bit of chronic anxiety where they are having trouble sleeping and um, their relationships are impacted, things like that. So the nice thing about <clears throat> integrating both frameworks from counseling field or, and coaching theory is that I can do both and, and we, we can integrate both of those. So, so I don't have to, um, yeah. So, which I enjoy because I like to work with a variety of different people. Um, and well, yeah. it becomes a, a toolbox that you can create a custom solution for whomever is in front of you and whatever they're presenting to you, which is awesome. So mm. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I want to take a really quick break here because, you know, your time is almost up. <laughs> Just a coast, you know, a counseling joke. Um, <laughs> we'll take a really quick break. We've been talking with Tawny Santabria of Integrated Growth. We'll be right back with Plateau Partners Pulse. Want to network with Plateau Partners members in person? You can by visiting one of their weekly Friday meetings at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time. You'll meet and network with members, hear about their businesses, and see for yourself how a BNI meeting works. Text BNIPPINFO to 55678 or go to BNINW.com and search for Plateau Partners. Bored with the other stations, hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. Remember, you can follow us on social media. We have an Instagram account that is BNI Plateau Partners. Um, in the meantime, welcome back. I'm joined by Tawny Sanabria of Integrated Growth, and we also have JD here. I mean, howdy, <laughs> Winnikin. Last name Winnikin. 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 Um, yeah. Well, you know, he's also a member of the chapter, and he's going to have his own episode. So coming soon. Coming soon. Exactly. Um, but right now, we're here for you because you're here for us. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let's keep the conversation going. Um, let's let's steer to how you work with your clients. You know, JD and I have been giving a perspective, um, kind of the mm -hmm. first-person perspective. Um, mm -hmm. How would you say you work with your clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love to partner with my clients. So um, the relationship building piece and the partnering piece is like the most important part of the process when we first meet each other. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't love the expert role at all because I think it's disconnecting. Although JD and I've talked a lot about this and I understand that it, it is what it is, but I want to get as close to uh, a real experience with my clients as, as we can get, right? Because that's where, um, that's where connection happens, safety happens. That's where we're able to get into a present state with each other. Um, so 
I'm setting the sort of container or the stage for us as we begin to work together to create um, as as much safety and connection as we can. If that means we go super slow because because that's what seems to be needed, then that's where what we'll do. We'll start out with some embodied practices also that usually happens in the first or second session where we'll do some softening and, and getting into our body a little bit so that we can have some experience with that. Now, some people aren't super comfortable with that in the very beginning and, and, and it can be clear. So it's not going to be something then that's going to be pushed on them either. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really going to pace with each other as opposed to me sort of taking somebody along with. Um, <clears throat> and I, and I find that that works pretty well. Well, and that's where the, you know, you use the word perception, right, to describe you. And that in working with a new client, you know, as you say, when I came to you, you knew that I was, the whole reason that I articulated that I was coming to you was to feel. So you knew then to go to that that body place and that I needed to turn off my brain and and really engage my full body into this. And, mm-hmm. you know, so... I had I had basically said this is it and you were paying attention and you also because you perceived that I was okay with it you could go mm-hmm. to that place much faster than perhaps somebody else who's going to be a little more like this seems a little touchy feely to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not used to this. This is weird. Um and mm-hmm. you know, you're going to know that and as you say you have both the the coaching piece and you've got that therapist piece that you can you know oh you've got a few tricks up your sleeve just a few just a few yeah and you know when we're in a present state we can connect with each other so i have to be present to be able to work with my clients so that is something that before i even meet with my clients i am already doing some softening, getting into my body. So I'm in my body as we're moving through our session. And so when that happens, like we exchange a lot of information with each other through our bodies, Mm -hmm. not just our mouths, not just our eyes, but through our bodies, right? So if I'm connected and present, I can pick up on things that if I wasn't, if I was all in my head trying to kind of analyze who I'm talking to, I'm going to miss out on a whole lot of information that's probably really important. What's interesting is since having my session with you, so um, for folks at home, I have raging ADHD and, you know, discovered it as an adult. And, you know, it's, I would argue it's really become a superpower of mine. However, if I'm engaging in a meaningful one-on-one conversation or even the other night I was with some friends and they were having a conversation that wasn't just the typical banter like, you know, how are you doing, whatever, um, I have to, the way I describe it is put a hair tie around the synapses that would likely distract me. And, you know, I'm like, here, let me give you some Play-Doh. You go off and you play. And I'll sit and I'll be playing a game on my phone or something so that I can be present in the moment with those people because I have to engage. I've learned now um, it has to be a multi multi sensory experience. And um, 
And so I've learned to lean into the body piece more. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's like a chit chatty scenario. There's also, you know, with my husband and what that looks like and and my kids and that kind of thing. But I've just I have learned more and more to be aware of how can I not be distracted thinking about what I have to do tomorrow and, you know, uh, mom just left and, you know, that was a lot and, um, you know, I've got this happening. And so whatever I need to do to set those things aside so that I can be fully there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that was, you helped with that in such a huge way. And by the way, made it okay that however that shows up for me, like if you have to sit and play Project Makeover, not sponsored, would be, um, on your phone so that you can engage in thoughtful conversation, then does that have to be a problem? (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. So then you just take the pressure off of yourself, check in, you're here right now. And and most of the time with that, we're, we're doing okay. Right. And I explain to people and I've also learned that's the other thing, bringing people along on the journey and explaining like, hey, I really want to be present and engaged with you. And this is something that I need to do. So know that I'm hearing, I'm listening, I'm actually engaged. Um, and it's because I care that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing this or whatever it is. Bringing people mm-hmm. along on the journey I have found is also really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important because then they aren't making up their stories. Right. right? Like, oh, and, you know, she's she's bored by me. Like, I guess yeah. I'm not engaging enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And we would. So no need to disconnect and protect ourselves. Right. When we are in connection with each other, we're safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's now, just as simple as that. Um, before we switch to talking about your podcast that you've done, yeah. is there anything else that you want to share before we go to that? No, I think in the interest of time, All right. I, I want I want to talk about the podcast and the star of the podcast. You, JD. No, no. <laughs> okay, well, that is um, you, not me. Before we go there, let people know how they can connect with you directly through the work that you do with Integrated Growth. Yes. So you can find me at my website, integratedgrowthcoach.com, on Instagram at, at Integrated Growth, Facebook um, page, Integrated Growth Coaching, and LinkedIn. You can find me there just under Tawny Santabria. That's T A W N Y. Santa, S-A-N-A-B-R-I-A. Okay. The podcast. I love this. It's Breaking Up With Our BS. Yes. And so so much fun. Yeah. So I'm going to let you two take it from here because... Well, what do you want to know about it? Well, well, how did it start? Why did it start? And what do you do with it? I mean, I know, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I blame JD. He thought it'd be a good idea for me to write a book. And so I said, only if you do it with me. And then he had this great idea about doing a podcast. And I said, only if you do it with me. So then we decided let's do both. And so here we are, we started with the podcast. Um, and we're, we finished our fourth episode so far, getting lots of great feedback that it's super helpful for folks. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll be working on a book to go alongside of that also. So, yeah, it, it came from my own experience, the, the profound 
um, effect that doing this work had. I kept telling Tawny, at some point you need to write a book about this because it's a different approach. You're, you've got an interesting story and you're engaging and all those things. She didn't really believe that necessarily, but, <laughs> um, but I was convinced. And so when she asked if I would help her with that, it seemed... Uh, it seemed like the right thing to do. And I like to do that kind of stuff. So obviously writing, talking, two things that I enjoy doing. So <laughs> some else to do. And it's, and it's been really fun because it's, uh, Tawny's able to engage both that connective piece so clearly that she enjoys. She's getting a little more comfortable with integrating the expert part in there because mm-hmm. that is there, even though she's got some feelings around that. And I get to have the fun role of being the person who, for the listener, was new to this not all that long ago and, and, and can experience that and talk a little bit about what that was like. So it's been an enormous amount of fun and it's been really useful for a lot of people. We're getting really good, really oh, good responses. To it's it. so good because it goes back to that simple thing. Like I feel like your book is going to be like Dick and Jane, like see Jane with a story of her childhood. See Jane like become a middle-aged woman who is dissatisfied and disconnected with everything. (laughs) See Jane, visit Tawny, and listen to the podcast with Tawny and JD. See Jane, exhale, and reconnect with herself. (laughs) We won't talk about the man side of that one. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to talk about Dick, okay? (laughs) (laughs) He's got his own issues. Complicated to start. Exactly. (laughs) Richard is a very complex man, I'm sure. Very shut down. (laughs) Very shut down. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it is really powerful. The narratives that you're talking about, and um, and people can find the podcast um, on any podcast platform. Mm-hmm. Um, it is again breaking up with our BS, and mm-hmm. um, we have a public face group, Facebook group as well that people can join. So and get and get updates and get stuff in between. You know, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. Because we like to post content. We like to talk about this a lot. Well, and you have it on video so that you can really see, as you say, the physical engagement and the the banter and all of that. And that it's no holds barred. It's really, let's talk about this. Let's unpack it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, and if people want to learn more about that, then they'll also be able to go to your website to learn about uh, the podcast as well. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So we'll, there's, a, there's an Instagram page also that we're getting going and we're on and have a YouTube channel also. YouTube channel and Twitter is, is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Love so, it. Yeah, we're going to be all over. All over. Exactly. We're all going to unpack and be present. And I love that you use the word ruminating over the past. It reminds me of sucking on a Werther's original. And that the like the taste just lingers of the past, and yes. you know you can make it seem like it's like mm. something that's great, but really. Mm. But instead of tasting like a Werther's hard candy, it tastes like sucking a penny. Ooh, yeah, copper in your mouth. Yeah, Yuck. that's true. Yeah, ruminating on the past is not is mm. not a good thing. No. All no, right. Never. Not good. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time. However, you are fabulous. Again, if you want to connect with Tawny, make sure that you go to her uh, website, uh, integratedgrowthcoach.com. Thank you, Tawny, for joining the show. Thank you, Dr. J.G. Winnikin, for joining the show. Thank you. And, Thank you. Uh, everyone, so keep listening to these episodes and getting to know our Plateau partners. We are a smart and savvy group. Thanks, everyone. 